listening to A Quiet Mind. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another Quiet Mind podcast. I thought that it would be nice to start this podcast out with a little relaxation, because lately we've been um, sharing a lot of time on the road and out walking the dogs. This is the first time that I've been back in the studio in quite a while, and I noticed that, you know, when we're out and about, and I'm podcasting, you know, from my car, which, you know, I know some of you have said I shouldn't be doing that, but um, in all reality, uh, what I was trying to show you in being out and podcasting with the dogs and podcasting from my car was that during these moments, I'm sharing with you to remember that we always must be mindful it is regardless of the circumstance that we're in and what it is that we have to deal with because let's face it most of us don't have the luxury to just be able to sit on that you know quintessential beautiful mountaintop far far from everyone else in the quiet being able to do our practice, being able to sit, being able to meditate and go very deeply into the stillness that we have within. But we're having to deal with, like I was in one of the podcasts where I actually had to quickly, you know, step on the gas to uh, get out of someone's way. And in these moments, we can bring in that which we do when we're sitting when we're doing our practice of meditation our mindfulness and our focus on our breath when we do this we want to be able to take what we have learned and put it into practice in practical manners that is getting to work being stuck in traffic uh, standing in the line at the supermarket having someone cut us off having a an argument with the boss having a, you know, a disagreement with someone at work, being faced with the difficult deadlines. And how are we then in those moments putting into practice what we have been doing while we're in our meditation, our so-called mountaintop? I was very lucky that for several months, all I had to do really was to sit and meditate, to focus on my breath, to go deeper, to go within. And then uh, recently, and I don't like to tell too many stories about myself, because as you know, if you read about a quiet mind, it's uh, not the man, but it's the message. So I try not to talk too much about myself and where I've been. But um, I had been practicing pretty deeply for many months. And then was relocated, or not relocated, but made up my mind to, to see, can I take what I have learned on this mountaintop, 
in the middle of nowhere and put this into practice in, say, a busy city, working um, somewhere with a lot of people in a very large company. I thought anybody could be peaceful and quiet out on the mountaintop talking to the squirrels and the birds. And, you know, I used to like to let the birds sit in my hand and eat. And, you know, I would have long conversations with trees. And this is what I was doing. You know, and I was doing mindful walking in uh, the deep snow, in the dead of winter, in uh, just perfect silence, you know, for as much as an hour or so. And, of course, going deep in that practice, I had many beautiful moments. And I had thought very casually a few times, well, anybody can do this. I wonder um, if this can be done in the middle of traffic or in a big city or in a big boardroom somewhere. And uh, you've got a lot of pressure on you because you have all these deadlines and you have to deliver whatever it is that you're um, committed to delivering that week. So I say, be careful with what you say, even casually, because I went from that circumstance of pretty much living in uh, what I would call a, a direct harmony with nature. When we lived, um, my wife and I, and we have three dogs, we lived in um, a beautiful cabin that was made out of straw bale, and it was a solar passive home. So one whole wall of it was glass, you know, floor to ceiling glass. And you would, I would look out of this window and literally for hundreds and hundreds of miles, or hundreds of miles, I exaggerate sometimes, uh, there was nothing to see but nature, trees, sky, beautiful mountains. And we did have neighbors around us, but um, they were, uh, fortunately, uh, they were also a lot of people who had gone there for the same reason we did, which was to be quiet, to practice, and to um, let nature be teacher. So in this beautiful spot, you know, where we live so lightly, I would like to say, and it was a lighthearted and deep relationship with nature and animals around us. The home, of course, was solar powered, so couldn't use my computer much. We couldn't watch television. It was a big treat to be able to watch a movie. And we only had, you know, an hour or so where we could actually watch TV or be on a computer. So we spent a lot of time there in practice, deeply meditating and studying. And, of course, what happened there was a very beautiful thing. And there were moments of pure terror, I can tell you, um, as things like not being able to pay the rent or uh, not having enough money for food and Sometimes we had beautiful friends who actually came and gave us food when we needed it because, uh, you know, we were actually close to a mile from the road and that road was not plowed. So you can imagine the silence there. And just like I said, casually, I thought, huh, well, it must, it's pretty easy for me here to get quiet and to be in the moment and be at one with everything. But I wonder just how good I would do right in the middle of all the busyness in a city. 
So here I am, and that's what I'm working on. And I'm taking that which I learned in practice and putting that into uh, my life now and bringing that into my life. And I'm sharing that with you as I go through this process, which at times has been extremely challenging. And I had wondered, why would I ever go away from such a wonderful spot that I had there? And the fact that I could just go as deep as I wanted to within my practice. And I had um, had an experience where at one point I thought, on my mindful walk that um, I should just keep walking. And it was a very beautiful and profound experience. I felt compelled to just keep walking and that that everything would be fine. And uh, in that moment, I turned into the driveway of our home. And I feel that that was a major turning point in my life where I realized my own personal responsibilities that I had a family, that I love my family, and that to me it was more important to face those challenges as what we would call a householder instead of just, you know, walking the earth with my begging bowl as a monk and just relying on the kindest of strangers and uh, being, uh, you know, focused on meditation and self-awareness, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, as being the number one goal in my life. And I thought, well, you know, then I'm going to put into practice what I've learned and also take the responsibility to care for my wife and my family, my family of dogs, our little pack. And in doing so, it's been quite a wondrous journey that has brought me here and actually put me on the air to do podcast. I would have never heard of them, probably, because, uh, like I said, I wasn't even really able to use my computer. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on why I've been sharing with you on the my portable recorder as I'm driving, as I'm walking the dogs. And, uh, you know, I would even like to share more with you at work, but uh, that's not quite possible. But... Um, because I think in these moments, I'm, I'm, I'm not really necessarily being tested, but I'm being put in, I've put myself into situations where I am using my practice and what I have learned from my self-study and my meditation, I'm putting it, I'm putting it into practice in what I like to call, in quotes, big quotes, the real world. So uh, I do thank you for being patient and listening to that story. And it gives you a little bit more of a background on me that um, I hope we don't have to get uh, too detailed about because I think that what we're sharing together, you know, it, uh, it is far more important than my identity. Uh, but I don't mind sharing that with you. So bringing us back to where we are now, as we've been running around quite a bit with the podcasts and sharing on that level, I thought we would come back to what we always come back to in our practice, and that is our breathing. And in that, also, when we are focusing on doing a little bit of our breathing right now, I think it would be a really wonderful thing that 
as we breathe in, we allow calmness. Just simply allow it as you're breathing in. Say, I allow calmness. And just feel yourself relaxing. And I like to call it like sitting down heavily in your seat. Where you feel your whole body almost being just compacted down into your seat. Heavy almost at first. You're feeling a heaviness in your shoulders and in your hands. So as we breathe in, let's say, allow calmness as we breathe in. And then as we exhale, think joy. And feel a smile come up around your face as you as you think joy or joyful. So together, let's sit down comfortably. Get comfortable now. Put your hands up in your lap, or however it feels comfortable, or if it feels more comfortable to put them down on your knees, that's fine. And again, start with what I think is probably the best barometer that I have is your shoulders. If they're tense now, just let them relax. Exhale all the breath from your body. Hold that for just a moment. Breathe in and say, I allow calmness. Allow calmness. Hold the breath for a moment. And exhale joy. Joy, joy. Feel that smile play around your lips. Once again, relax down into your seat. Now breathe normally. Relax your hands. Let your shoulders fall. Feel heavy in your seat. Let your body just feel heavy. As you breathe in, allow calmness. Together, let's breathe in. Allow calm. Allow calm. Hold the breath for a moment. Exhale now, slowly. Joy. Joy. Feel the smile play around your lips. Feel the joy. Now inhale slowly, allowing calmness, centered, calm, centered, calm. Hold that breath for a moment and let your body just get heavy and exhale slowly, joy joy and feel the smile play around your lips now let's just breathe in and out normally slowly concentrate on the tip of your nose around your nostrils feeling that breath play around there when you breathe in just tickling the edge of your nose Breathe in slowly. Hold it. 
exhale now, slowly, exhale joy, joy. Now focus again on the tip of the nose, breathing in, allow calmness, exhale slowly, the joy, joy. Hold it for a moment. Now just breathe in and out normally for a while. Together, let's just sit here and relax. Relax into this moment. Present moment, wonderful moment. Just relax into it. Let your body feel heavy and relax into this moment. Now coming up out of this deep state, I just want to touch on something that for me over the weekend and the last couple of days has been a very important thing that I would like to share with you that I have seen uh, come around for myself these last couple of days. The big subject has been compassion, empathy, and understanding, and just, and releasing, releasing expectation. So why, why is empathy so important? When we have the empathy for others, when that um, comes into our life where what we want to do is we want to lash out if we are hurt, um, if we want, to, we want to lash out, we want to seek justice, um, we believe that we have been wronged. How does empathy fit into this picture? And it's most easily stated, and it was most easily understood for me when, when the words came uh, to forgive that person because they didn't know what they were doing. Because I understood that in what this person was doing, they didn't really understand the full responsibility that they were taking on and in how sometimes we don't understand the full responsibility that we have when we are reacting in a state of, say, fear and we're lashing out in anger. Um, so how many times have we wanted to retract something that we have said? We wish we could go back and take that back, what we said, the arrows that we're flinging. So, in this particular moment, and as we practice more, we are aware in the moment, there's a key, a little sign or signal, a flag, a red flag goes up for us as we practice more, that we become more aware of our responsibility as human beings. The responsibility of right words in words that we're using with people. 
And as you do, as we all do, I make mistakes sometimes with my words. And I know that there have been things that I have said that I wish dearly that I could have taken back. But once again, as the practice deepens, there's more awareness about how we say things to people that we become aware in moments where we know we are at we may be acting out of fear or acting out of anger and in that instance very very quickly we we stop ourselves we stop and we don't say that thing that we know we're going to regret using right action in that moment to stop what is even more important than that in understanding how not to fling these arrows uh, that can cause pain or that can cause suffering for others because of our practice and observation of ourself and how we interact is the opportunity that we have when we are on the receiving end of someone else's um, fear or anger. When we are on this receiving end of the fear and the anger, in the moment we may want to react, and we may react. But what we can bring in in that moment is we can bring in empathy and understanding, knowing that the person that's in front of us that is speaking, maybe they're saying harsh words, that they're acting out of fear, and that they would, if they could, stop and retract immediately. They may not have the ability in that moment to be able to do that, but we can acknowledge that. We can see that in that moment. I'm talking about reaction and how this is a benefit. This is something that comes from our meditation practice, our watching our breath, are being patient with ourselves, with our not condemning or judging ourselves. And the practice that we do, eventually what surfaces is that we're beginning to know the self, in quotes, how the ego, how our ego mind reacts to people. And as we get more clues to see how the ego mind reacts in us, we start to understand that not only are we doing this, but so is everyone else. No matter how good they are at justifying their actions, we know that the actions are, are coming. If I'm talking about so-called negative reactions. Are coming from ego mind. And, of course, ego mind is, is always out for what's in it for me. What am I getting out of this? It either wants that or how can I defend myself? So the benefit of practice is being able to see in these moments when people are reacting, in this moment show empathy and understanding. You may not be able to say anything, but you, in that moment you can react from that. The space that comes from within you, that's built there from your practice, from your practice of, of watching your breath, present moment awareness, understanding that the person is simply reacting from their ego mind. 
And as we practice, this comes up more and more and more and more for us. We're, we're less likely to react from our own ego mind. And in that moment, being able to have true empathy. I'm not talking about constructed empathy, as I'm saying, well, look at this person, you know, look at them yelling and screaming at me. Who the heck do they think they are? You know, where do they get off acting like that? How dare they? You know, because of my practice, <laughs> I'm able to see that that is an incorrect thing to do. And see, once again, now, now we're dealing with a spiritual superego that we've spoken about before. I'm talking about real empathy and understanding because you have suffered. You have had pain. You know what it feels like to suffer. And we are all suffering Every one of us, some of us are suffering at levels that we can't understand, but that doesn't matter because that's one thing that we share in common, that we're all suffering and we're all going through this life, which is difficult at times. <laughs> and that's the one thing that we have in common with each other that through more practice surfaces more, that most of what we see out there and the way people react in ways that we would construe or say are negative ways comes from this ego, insecurity, fear, having to defend itself, etc. So in that moment, when it happens and the bell goes off in your mind and you're calm in the moment, you're breathing in and out. In that moment, the empathy that you show for that person, the understanding that you can show for them, the compassion that you can have, that is putting our practice into the present moment. We're taking it out of the place where we meditate, taking it off our cushion, off our seat. And we're bringing it right here, right now, into this moment. And that's why we call it practicing. <laughs> because it takes a lot of practice to be able to, you know, have someone yelling and screaming at you or hurting you. Um, and you're being calm and actually having empathy and understanding for them. But that's what this is all about. Because like I said, if we're up on that mountaintop talking to squirrels and, and birds, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot easier to be in that calm and aware state where we're in that present moment at peace. Now, when we come right down here in the big city, in the thick of it all, we can still do it. We can still do it. And that's, that's our path that we're sharing together. And um, that's the path that I've chosen to walk in this world and take the practice and work with it here and now, regardless of circumstances, regardless of other people and how they're reacting or what they're thinking. And... That's what we're doing together. So this has turned out to be quite a long podcast. Um, 
I do um, want to get uh, some emails finished, and uh, I have been quite busy, but I, I love that, that they come in, and I'm working on getting a lot of those out within the next couple of days. I thank you all so much for writing. There have just been some really wonderful emails lately, and you know who you are, and I want to thank you all. I read each one of these that comes in, and I do my best to try to reply as quickly as I can. Um, I want to um, encourage you all to visit the, the blog, and I know that uh, we have a Quiet Mind store now that's open with a few items in it, and... I will be, uh, some people have ordered some things. I'm working on filling those orders right now, actually creating the products. Uh, I didn't really know that I would have orders that soon, so I'm doing my best to, to, uh, to get that done this weekend. And uh, uh, please write in if you have any questions, Robert at A Quiet Mind. And once again, I would encourage you to go to aquietmind.com and comment on this podcast or other podcasts that you've listened to. Hopefully we will be able to begin doing the classes in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, unfortunately, due, once again, due to time constraints, I may have to uh, do maybe a monthly meeting or uh, some kind of workshop something I hate to use that phrase workshop <laughs> but it is work <laughs> so uh, I will be communicating further about this uh, in the podcast and on the blog once again thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you again very soon <laughs>